0: Welcome to Packet Pushers, the data networking podcast that goes to Prague where the IETF 99 is. This is Greg Farrow. Today, we are coming to you from the foyer of the Hilton where the IETF conference has been underway, and joining me is Darren Petit, and he wants to tell me a little bit about how enterprises can get involved with the IETF. So, Darren, shape it up for me. Tell me what's the shape of this conversation.
1: Sure. Thanks, Greg. Um, the reason I wanted to visit a little bit today is to explain a little bit more about um, how enterprises view the IETF. Hmm. Um, I think there's been some enterprises here, and, but I think there's overall there's a need to have more enterprise awareness yep. of what's going on at the IETF. So what the work that's done at the IETF, I talked about this with a number of other people from
0: the IETF, and they basically say that he who turns up to do the work gets the work done.
1: That's what I hear. <laughs> right?
0: And the enterprises aren't sending people
1: to Correct. represent
0: their interests in the standards process. So the IETF standards, and there's very few, like I think I can count them on one hand.
1: That, that's what it felt like. Our first, my first IETF was in, uh, in Seoul uh, about three IETFs ago, hmm. and we came with a specific issue mm-hmm. um, that we brought up from industry. But along the way, we looked around and realized that you're right. It's, it's a very small number of people that are here from the enterprise that we were aware so of. so as
0: a result, the IETF standards aren't very enterprise-focused.
1: Yeah, they, they could no, do better um, yeah. to to ensure that as a, the smart folks that create the standard meet the needs of the business, mm. um, and they do a great job of, of doing that, um, but the people that are in the room a lot of times are there from uh, maybe universities or browser vendors, people that have a distinct interest in this, mm. and personally, I barely knew what the ITF stood for a year ago, yeah, and... Right. <laughs> I yeah. had this impression, as did uh, pretty much all of us, that there must be some special interest group that somebody's taking care of, enterprise yep. needs, at the IETF. Mm-hmm. And as I looked around and talked to folks, I realized, in fact, no, there's no, there's no special n- interest group so in minimal representation.
0: So what is it that you do? So you're here, you've been here for a while. We did a show about EDCO earlier in the year, mm-hmm. a bit of an insight. So tell me, what is it that's happening now? What are you doing that would help an average enterprise that we might be able to say, here's an activity that you're doing that would drag an enterprise
1: into the IETF? Yeah, thanks. Um, so we're here uh, representing one of our current issues, um, and we're folks with network backgrounds, um, partnered up with some of the security folks, and over time we've realized that network and security just tend to come together more and more and more. In the past, they seemed more separate, and in fact, uh, we work closely with them yeah. this issue happened to be a security issue um, how we do some things I, I really don't want to get too far into mm-hmm. that yep yeah. um, but I was trying to keep, uh, keep keep the conversation a little bit around the business need to get there yep and uh, just briefly touch on I know Nalini had a podcast mm. on this specifically yep. but uh, we created a group called EDCO mm. uh, which is not sponsored by the IETF so yep. it's not an official activity yep but it's for enterprises and carriers and government agencies, and it, it stands for Enterprise Data Center Operators. Yep,
0: so it's sort of a mid-tier. We hear a lot about the mega-scale data centers, you know, the Googles and the Facebooks it, right, and the Heroes a, stuff that they do. Yeah. But my point about them has always been is that they're operating at such scale that they're now solving problems that are unique to them.
1: Uh, they can be, or they can be uh, a harbinger of things that are coming for yep. smaller companies. There is some trickle-down effect. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: obviously, the rise of ECMP technologies, for example, leaf spine in right. your average enterprise is a right. trickle down from what, well, that was their first phase of growth in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so now we are able to have that um, in the enterprises and a lot of the technologies that were developed for that first phase of cloud growth right. are now for us in the enterprise. Mm-hmm. So really, so that's the sort of thing that I think, and getting that formalized and structured so that enterprises can feel that the um, the standards process for enterprises is that if you can get if you can get a standard of way of approaching it, then we can build up a, a set of knowledge, a communal set of knowledge about how to use it, like mm-hmm. part of the reason that we're stuck with spanning tree is because at least we understand how it works <laughs> right it's horrible, it's unreliable, it's buggy it's the worst possible design that you could make right. for an, you know for a network architecture. but the, you know what are the alternatives? Is that where we 're striking into
1: uh, true a lot a lot of the things that we're doing here are, are trying to figure out uh the next step of mm. what goes on when i say we here i guess you know the ietf a- doesn't have any specific membership yeah um you, you show up and you contribute and it's a kind of a meritocracy they call it if you have merit and you're in the room and you contribute then they're happy to have your your input <laughs> so i think i think like like we were saying to have a lot more um enterprises attend yeah. is critical because well and also i would say that we found out that there are more enterprises here than we knew of. Yep. So we've been having meetings at each, each uh, IETF meeting yep. and explaining what we do and, and adding people to our membership. Um, also explaining it to people in our sphere of influence back home, saying, you should have really you, come to this.
0: So have you put together anything that would sort of, um, like quite honestly, I mean, as someone who gets, is privileged enough to attend a lot of conferences, I'm actually quite happy not to attend vendor conferences <laughs> right. because they tend to be um, fairly repetitive. Um, and so I'm always looking for somewhere exciting or inf- interesting to come. Would you recommend the ITF, if, maybe if you're in that situation? I know that's a bit of an obscure...
1: Well, I do and I don't. Yeah. Um, it, it's different than any conference that I've been to, yep. in that when you sign up for something and you say, that topic is interesting to me... When you show up, you you have to be prepared. You have to have read up on the mailing list. Yeah. You have to know what the issues are, a little bit of who the key people yeah, are. Yeah, you're not
0: going to walk into a session and get somebody standing no. at the front teaching a training course that's yeah, relevant to you. That's not what it, that it is. that topic yeah. for
1: an hour, that's a different conference here. Yeah. And they're not working on today's standards that the enterprise are working to get to mm. uh, through regulatory bodies or just best practices. They're mm. working on what's the next step. Sure. In some cases, they're many years ahead of us. Um, And they evaluate other new technologies too. You know, is this something that we should work on? So we spend cycles on this. And Mm. the really neat thing about it is it's a lot of volunteer work.
0: So let me ask you this question. How is it that your employer justifies, for lack of better terminology, but, you know, how does your employer say this is a valuable use of your time and the cost for your travel? What is it?
1: What's the use case? What's the... That is a great question. Mm. Um, It was kind of felt like a one and done thing when we started. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is expensive to go to all of these conferences, And uh, we struggle. We spend more money on a
0: maintenance contract on a single (laughs) bloody router.
1: Well, you know, I hear that that argument a lot as well, and we really kind of jokingly call them buckets, but different general ledger line items. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, If it comes out of travel, that's a very small line item compared to maintenance on hardware. Yeah. yeah. So you have to look at where do you get the funding? Yes. And then you have to figure out a way that it's going to work, Mm. and. And as, the longer you go here, well, the one thing I definitely want to share is yeah. that it takes a long time to get things done. It's, yes. it's not You don't show up like an enterprise and say, I need this done, vendor X. And can it you, needs to be done you, in six weeks. Can you and have this mean, done in six weeks? What's reasonable to you? That works for me. Done. Mm. No, you show up here and you explain your use case and they decide if they want to work on it. And you spend some time giving them some valid use yes. cases and writing things up. And, the, and it, it's iterative and it takes some time. But one of the reasons, personally, I think it takes quite a long time. They, mm. Maybe there's some opportunities there. Yep. But it's good in that they look at everything because these standards are not for one company or one market segment. Yep. They're for the world internet population. Well, and so that's important because you're
0: in the enterprise, you're not about to buy a technology or to use a technology which is specific to you you want it to be in right. the mass market, right? Right, I work you for a large be,
1: financial institution and, and we look for stability. Right?
0: You want petrol-powered routers because everybody knows how to operate a petrol-powered router. <laughs> sure. You, know, you get my joke, right? Yep, you know? I do. And so you actually want those. So if you want a feature to come into products, and you can, I believe that you can actually positively influence the cost structure of your network, right? Because mm-hmm. if you can get some sort of feature in and drop the cost of your operation by 20%, you can easily justify your cost. Very true. Although it's speculative. There's no guarantees here.
1: Right. As so as said, it's evolved a little bit, we're past the one and done. We realize it takes time. Mm. And, but we also realize the value of the IETF mm. because there are standards that are out there that are evolving. There are new standards. Yep. The world is changing just in the last few years. Mm. Everything's software-defined, everything. There's virtual things. You can't sit on your laurels and expect that what you've done in the past is going to work until you retire. You, you need to yep. figure out what the next thing is and work mm. on it. And by coming here... You can have your voice heard. Yes. And you can be a part of evaluating and and setting forth the new standards yep. in a way that you know that they'll meet business needs. Yeah. And if you don't and show up, they do whatever they what yeah. they feel. There's representative, exactly like you said, by yeah. people in the room. Yeah. And they may not be representative of your needs. And we've found in many and cases they might be it's doing, be-
0: And they're often doing the best they can they with what they know. They really with, are. They're yeah. sharp
1: people and they yeah. know what they know. Yep. And in many cases it's way more than I know. Yeah. So and we all bring a specific skill set. But they may not
0: be ha- or have ever worked in, an en- in a mid-sized or a large True. size enterprise, and or, they've got no idea. Or they idea. may say
1: they no. represent a large enterprise, but they represent one piece of it, and yeah. they may not have done what you said, what, you know, the part that we do. And that's what we found out. A lot of people say, yeah. oh, that's not a problem at our enterprise. And they say, well, what's your role there? And we talk a little bit more, and we realize, oh, you're not really always doing exactly what we're talking about. So maybe we find another expert in that area and partner sure. with them, or they bring someone in. So it takes
0: time. Um, if you get involved, you can be involved but mm-hmm. it's up to you to sort of get in right. through the door. Right. Um, getting to the meetings face-to-face, or could you just do it on the email list?
1: Uh, there is a possibility to do things there, yeah. and we can't always make it. Mm. Um, and sometimes maybe you just want to listen in and see yeah. if it's of interest to you. I would argue that Edco can help you with that as well, mm. yep. of course, but but listening so in is, is great. So how do people find you at Edco? Uh, we have a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nalini Elkins or myself can yep. assist people with joining What's in that. What's the website? Uh, it's... it's um, EnterpriseDataCenterOperators.com. Spelled out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's some other EDCO companies out there, so we spelled it out. And it's, it's not a feature rich website yet. We're in our infancy. We're, we're mm-hmm. growing We're deciding how to, how to make things happen, but we know the need is there. It's just, how do we do this? And we're, you know, she's an owner of a small enterprise that has a tool provider, and I work mm-hmm. at an enterprise. This isn't our forte, but we're learning it, and she has different uh, lawyers and accountants that can advise her on how to. Yep. how to create this group. And, and full transparency is our your goal. Is our goal. Yeah. So if
0: people want to be able to get a leg in, they can get in contact you at Enterprise Data Center. That's with the American spelling, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's R-Krat- E-R, not R-E. Yes, Operators.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. Thank you. And um, thanks for coming on, Darren.
1: Yeah, I think that's, absolutely. I've, I've
0: said a lot of the time, Enterprises need to get involved in the ITF, so I'm pleased that you are.
1: Right, and once we're here, we yep. kind of figured, how would you not come here? Yeah, there's so much going on that it's it's an advantage just to be a part of this. It's yeah. an honor. There's yeah. very a lot of very sharp people here. So.
0: Yeah, I'm I, personally, I'm the same. I get sort of baffled by the people around me who, <laughs> you know, and I sort of I, I osmos, I, I learn shit just by being around these
1: people. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you.
0: So you can find Darren uh, via the Enterprise Data Center Operators. Um, If you want to find out how to join that group and maybe work as a bit of a team, um, it is a little daunting sometimes to come to an IETF and participate, but um, maybe getting in through the EDCO could certainly help you. I'm Greg Farrow. Thanks for listening to the Packet Pushers today. Um, And uh, thanks to Huawei for giving us the financial support to come to the IETF and to be able to record these podcasts. As always, you can contact us on email at packetpushers at gmail.com. And remember that, too much technology would never be enough.